Psalm chapters 66 and 67. Psalm chapter 66, verse 1. To the overseer, that is the director of music, a song, a psalm, shout ye to God all the earth. God likes it when we really hoop and holler for him and we praise him. But today, people hoop and holler at ball games and at concerts, but they don't often do it before the Lord. 2. Praise ye the honor of his name. Make ye honorable his praise. Make the Lord honorable. Don't make him somebody who worships us. In a lot of modern songs, it's about how much God loves me and how great God thinks I am. But in reality, we're the ones who are supposed to be doting on the Lord and talking about how great he is. 3. Say to God, how fearful are thy works. By the abundance of thy strength, thine enemies feign obedience to thee. Feigning means faking. This is saying that the enemies of God even pretend to be his friends because they're so afraid of him. Have you ever noticed that in a social circle, if there's a Christian who doesn't cuss and swear, then other people who typically do cuss and swear, they won't do it in front of that Christian. They're pretending to be obedient because they're afraid of God and they don't want to curse in front of a Christian because then they believe that the Lord will curse them, and rightfully so. Also, when Jesus returns, everyone will bow to him, including all of the devil worshipers. They will pretend that they are obedient to him, and it's because they're afraid of him. Ultimately, when they see his face in the sky, they'll be full of terror because of his holiness. They will acknowledge him as Lord. 4. All the earth do bow to thee. They sing praise to thee. They praise thy name, Selah. Selah is a musical direction that is in a lot of these songs. And it says, all the earth do praise thee. That includes the stars in the sky, but also the animals, the crops in the fields, as was mentioned in the last chapter. Everything praises the Lord. You and I can't hear it with our physical ears, but the Lord can hear it. He can hear the praise that comes from his creation. 5. Come ye and see the works of God, fearful acts toward the sons of men. When we look at the works of God, it should make us shake and quiver. He caused the flood. He caused Babel to fall. He caused the Egyptians to fall with all of the plagues. He did so many amazing things. He stopped the sun for one day when Joshua was fighting in battle, and he took Elijah up in a whirlwind, and he sent down fire on Elijah's enemies. These are very fearful acts. 6. He hath turned a sea to dry land. Through a river they pass over on foot. There do we rejoice in him. The river Jordan was made dry a couple of times when Joshua brought the Israelites over, and also when Elijah brought Elisha over the Jordan River, the Lord caused the waters to part and the land to be dry. He did the same thing when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. He caused them to walk not on wet, muddy ground, but dry ground. He took all the moisture, every drop of moisture, out of the sand that was at the bottom of that sea, so that they walked on dry ground. They were not walking in mud puddles. 7. Ruling by his might to the age, his eyes among the nations do watch. 
the refractory exalt not themselves, Selah. He rules over all of the nations, and he watches all of them forever. And those who are disobedient toward him, they will not be able to exalt themselves, ultimately. Now in pride they'll verbally say great things about themselves, but the Lord will prove them wrong. 8. Bless ye peoples, our God, and sound the voice of his praise. This is a mystery that I've never understood, which is how can we bless the Lord? The only way I can figure it is that simply praising him is a blessing to him. He doesn't need anything from us, but it makes him feel good when we praise him, so I guess that's what it means. 9. Who hath placed our soul in life, and suffered not our feet to be moved? Not only did he keep the Israelites walking in the desert, but he didn't even let their feet get swollen from all of the walking. And when we stand by faith in Jesus, we will not be moved. If we get up to preach a sermon, we'll finish that sermon, because it's the Lord's will and it's his doing. 10. For thou hast tried us, O God, thou hast refined us as the refining of silver. In order to refine silver or gold, it has to go through the fire, which means that we have trials in life and our faith gets tested. And when our faith gets tested and our love for the Lord and we continue loving and obeying Him, that only makes our love and obedience stronger. Human nature is that we love more the things that we have to work harder for. Those are the things that we cherish the most. And that's why at the end of a 30-year marriage, The love is so strong. 30 years of hard work makes love very, very, very strong. But in the first year of marriage, it could easily be broken because they haven't invested as much in each other. So when we get tested and we come out still loving the Lord, we actually love him more after the test than we did before the test. 11. Thou hast brought us into a net. Thou hast placed pressure on our loins. And this is talking about trials from the Lord. He'll capture you in a net, and it's to test your faith. 12. Thou hast caused man to ride at our head. We have entered into fire and into water, and thou bringest us out to a watered place. This is talking about when they were in Egypt, because they were brought into a net, which was slavery. They had pressure on their gut, which means they were working hard. They were slaves. He caused man to ride at their head, which means that they had slave masters in Egypt, and then they entered into fire and into water. The fire was in two ways. Pharaoh refused to let them go, and he also made their work even harder. And then he entered them into water because they crossed the Red Sea, and thou bringest us out to a watered place. Eventually, the first stop that they came to was a place that I believe is called Elam, and that's where the twelve springs were and the seventy palm trees. This is talking about God leading the Hebrews out of Egypt. 13. I enter thy house with burnt offerings to complete to thee my vows. A burnt offering is an offering of consecration, where the Lord gets the entire offering. None of it goes to the priest, and none of it goes to the person offering it. The Lord gets all of it, and it's totally consumed, which means that he is getting our lives. We're giving him everything that we have. And it says, I complete my vow to thee. What is our vow to the Lord as Christians? It is to obey him, and it must be completed. 
We can only do this by faith. We can't do it by willpower. We can't make our flesh be good. Our flesh is never going to be good. So we have to die to our flesh, which means dying to our self-will, and we complete our vow by faith so that Jesus Christ will be alive in us. We believe that he's in us, and that is what causes us to not sin. It's the righteousness of Jesus in us that is not sinning. It's Jesus himself in us who is not sinning. So when Jesus is in you, you don't even want to sin. But when you lose the faith and you forget that Jesus is in you, and your flesh resurrects from the grave that you put it in, and you allow your flesh to live, which is your self-will, then you will sin. Every day and every moment we have to make a choice. Are we going to let our flesh live alive in us, or are we going to let Jesus Christ live alive in us? And this is a spiritual choice that we make by faith every single day. And this is why we don't sin. It's when Jesus is in us, because Jesus will never sin. But it's only by faith, and we can lose that faith at any moment and let that flesh resurrect. And when that flesh resurrects in us, we'll have to sin. It's almost like we're compelled to sin when the flesh is alive. That's why Paul talked about crucifying the flesh. And this will need to happen over and over, because the flesh always wants to come back alive. But that's how a Christian completes their vow to the Lord, is by keeping that flesh buried spiritually. 14. For opened were my lips, and my mouth spake in my distress. 15. Burnt offerings of fatlings I offer thee, with perfume of rams I prepare a bullock with he-goats, Selah. When they burned the entire animal, they burned all of it, including the fat, which is the most precious part of the animal, and that's the part that always went to the Lord, even if it wasn't a burnt offering. The Lord would still get the fat of the animal. 16. Come here, all ye who fear, and I recount what he did for my soul. King David was eager to tell other people what the Lord had done for him. And when you read the New Testament, you see that Paul also was very eager to share his testimony of what the Lord did for him with many people. He shared it multiple times in the New Testament. It was always a hallmark part of his speeches that he gave about the gospel. And Peter also shared his testimony, as did others. Anybody who isn't eager to share a testimony, to me, that's a red flag that they've never been saved, because when you get saved, you want to tell people about it. 17. Unto him with my mouth I have called, and exultation is under my tongue. 18. Iniquity, if I have seen in my heart, the Lord doth hear. He says he calls on the Lord, and he exalts the Lord with his voice. And he says, if he favors sin in his heart, the Lord will not hear his prayer. That means if there's some sort of sin that you just don't want to give up, like you don't want to give up fornication, you don't want to give up taking drugs, you don't want to give up telling lies, or whatever it is, then the Lord won't listen to your prayer. 19. But God hath heard, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. David is explaining that he has repented. That's why the Lord is listening to his prayer. 20. Blessed is God, who hath not turned aside my prayer, and his loving kindness from me. David didn't take the Lord for granted. He appreciated and thanked the Lord for listening to him and answering his prayers. We need to keep talking to him, keep praising him, and keep thanking him. 
A lot of times I don't really know what to pray, but I know I should pray because I haven't talked to the Lord in a while. If I don't have anything specific to talk to Him about, either I praise Him by just stating how great He is, or I thank Him for all the things that He's done for me in my life, and I just go down the list. And it doesn't take any type of thought to do it. You just state the facts of what He has done. And that concludes Psalm chapter 66. Psalm chapter 67, verse 1. To the overseer with stringed instruments. This song is meant to be played with stringed instruments, and it's written for the director of the orchestra and the choir. A psalm, a song. This is an anonymous psalm. It could have been written by anyone who was a member of the choir or the orchestra. Some of these songs are attributed to specific people, like Heman or Asaph or King David, who had a name among men. So it could be that the anonymous songs were written by somebody who was kind of low on the totem pole and didn't want to appear egotistical by putting their name on the song. It could have been an act of humility and deference to those above them. God doth favor us and bless us, doth cause his face to shine with us, Selah. Yes, he sure does. He really favors us. Have you ever noticed that sometimes money just seems to come out of nowhere? He favors us and he blesses us. It could also be even greater things like he could open a door for you to give your testimony to somebody or for you to share the gospel with somebody or he can open up a way for you to bless another person by helping them out. There's all kinds of ways that the Lord favors and blesses us. If you're a Christian, have people ever told you that your face is shining? That's Jesus in you that they're seeing. They're not really seeing you. They're seeing Jesus in you. So I've learned to tell people, oh, that's Jesus. Two, for the knowledge and earth of thy way among all nations of thy salvation. The entire world knows how to be saved, even though they don't acknowledge it. If they're from a different religion or whatever, or if they're secular, they'll pretend that salvation isn't even necessary or that they don't know the way because they have their own way. But in reality, everybody knows who Jesus is and everybody knows that he died on the cross. You can go to any country or religion, even the Eastern religions, they all know who Jesus is. Three, praise thee, do peoples, O God, praise thee, do peoples, all of them. People all over the earth praise the Lord on a daily basis. 4. Rejoice and sing, do nations, for thou judgest peoples uprightly, and peoples on earth comfortest, Selah. We're pretty corrupt today because today there's so much denial about the works of the Lord. But in ancient times, even the pagans acknowledged what the Lord had done. When the kings were around in Israel, even the pagans would recount the acts of the Lord and say, Oh yeah, the Israelites, the Lord took them out of Egypt and sent all the plagues and the Lord parted the water for them. They admitted reality, even though they didn't follow the Lord. They admitted what he had done. Today, people tell lies so much. It's just crazy. They can't admit anything that the Lord has done. They deny the flood, and they deny the plagues in Egypt, and all this other stuff that in ancient times was not denied. 5. Confess thee, do peoples, O God, confess thee, do peoples, all of them. Everyone, if they aren't confessing 
God now. They will when Jesus comes back, or they will on Judgment Day, but on Judgment Day it will be too late. 6. Earth hath given her increase. God doth bless us, our God. And we can see that everywhere. Just look out your window and you'll see tons of green things. That is the earth giving her increase because of the Lord, because of what he has done. You know all the green stuff that you see? A lot of it is actually edible, and much of it is edible to humans. We just don't know because we go to the grocery store and we eat what we're told. But there's a lot of food out there that we're not used to eating, but it actually is edible food. The Lord is so amazing that you can be lost in a forest and you can actually find food to eat. 7. God doth bless us, and all ends of earth fear him. Ultimately, there is some level of understanding of his goodness and his holiness, even among people who don't obey him. And that concludes Psalm chapter 67.